I'm Pastor Doug Mitchell from Grace Chapel in Westerville, Ohio, and we welcome you back to Life's Beautiful Journey Radio. Each week we will be talking about a different part of life, and this week we will be talking about Santa. (laughs) This is our Season 10 finale, and we are just days away from Christmas. So I thought it would be fun to talk about Santa and what he means to this holiday. Now, some may say that he shouldn't be discussed because it takes away from the true reason for the season of the birth of Jesus. But I like to think of Santa as being just a fun part of the holiday for kids of all ages. Plus, the history of Santa Claus tells us that he is based on an actual monk called St. Nicholas. You probably heard that name, St. Nicholas. And uh, he gave, of course, uh, uh, much of his inherited wealth. In fact, all, I think they said, of his inherited wealth away to the, the poor and needy children at the time. And uh, that was around 280 A.D. in Turkey. So quite the history there on the character. But in my lifetime, I have known him as Santa and have some fun memories surrounding his story. And I'm sure you do as well. You know, when I was a kid, the big moment I had to visit Santa was at the Lazarus department store down in uh, downtown Columbus. And Lazarus was eventually purchased by Macy's. And ultimately, that whole shopping area down there closed. And uh, now we only have the Macy's stores up here in the suburbs. But it was uh, a Lazarus when we used to go there. And we typically spent the big part of a day making the 25 to 30 minute drive downtown. And then we would go to a special breakfast with Santa that was served prior to being able to sit on his lap and put in our request for a gift. <laughs> it wasn't quite like the depiction of uh, uh, this process that you see in the movie, of course, uh, the A Christmas Story. Remember that movie, A Christmas Story? And that is where the Santa figure is almost yelling out, ho, 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 (laughs) which is uh, how a kid, I guess, would typically hear him saying it. And uh, then after saying what they wanted to him, he would drop the kid down a big sliding board. (laughs) Oh, man. You know, my experience was more laid back, I think, and didn't involve a terrifying slide at the end. But after my moment with jolly old St. Nick, as some have called him, we would uh, usually shop a bit at the store there, then stop in the toy section where they also had a talking tree that would tell you stories. And I can remember that. You know, I usually wrapped up the day by getting a gingerbread cookie at the little bakery by the store exit to munch on during my trip home. You know, I can remember how much more spicy those gingerbread cookies were when I would bite into them than I expected. (laughs) Oh, man, it's amazing how reflecting on those moments from the past could almost place the tastes and smells of those times in, in our heads, can it? You know, another movie that depicts Santa in a couple of ways is the movie Elf. You've probably seen that one. One of the funniest moments in that film is when Buddy the Elf, the main character, expects the real Santa to be visiting the department store where he works. But he finds out it's a not-so-convincing, quote, helper who shows up. (laughs) Buddy tells him that he smells like beef and cheese, then ultimately pulls off his beard and calls him an imposter. (laughs) Then they break into a little bit of a fight there as the uh, kids waiting to see Santa start screaming every time they run into something or they hit something. Uh, It's funny to see how overly committed Buddy is to the real Santa, right? No matter what the cost. You know, as a young adult, 
One of my first Christmas parties with my wife's side of the family presented an opportunity for me to be one of Santa's helpers uh, for the event myself. You know, it was probably a good fit, uh, they thought, I'm sure, since I was the newest member of the family and the kids wouldn't really know my voice as much and my physical build as well as others in the family. And, uh, you know, that might have worked for the most part, but our niece, Bailey, was very observant. And she kept looking down at my feet as I went through the whole routine of having the kids sit on my lap and handed out gifts, trying to disguise my voice with a gruff Santa voice. (laughs) But the next day, we all went to a shopping center. And as we were walking in, Bailey looked down one more time at my feet and said to me, Doug, you have the same kind of shoes as Santa. (laughs) Caught off guard a little bit. I had to think quickly, and I replied, Well, Santa must have good taste in shoes, I guess. (laughs) Uh, After we had kids of our own, as long as I can remember, I've read the uh, poem and story, "'Twas the Night Before Christmas," to our kids before bed on Christmas Eve. And, uh, you know, even at ages 19 and 21, my kids, my two kids there will uh, sit and listen to me read the story before bed this Christmas. And so I thought it'd be fun to share that uh, little story with you now. I'm sure you've heard it a thousand times, but uh, it's just fun to, to, as we're thinking about Santa, to hear it again. And it says, "'Twas the night before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mama in her kerchief and I in my cap had just settled down for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from the bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave the luster of midday to objects below. When what to my wondering eyes should appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. With a little old driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be St. Nick. More rapid than eagles, his coursers they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donner and Blitzen, to the top of the porch, to the top of the wall, now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As dry leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky. So up to the housetop, the coursers they flew, with the sleigh full of toys and St. Nicholas too. And then in a twinkling I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. As I drew in my hand and was turning around, down the chimney St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler just opening his pack. His eyes how they twinkled, his dimples how merry, his cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard of his chin was as white as the snow. The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth, and the smoke it encircled his head like a wreath. He had broad, had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf, 
and I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work, and filled all the stockings, then turned with a jerk, and laying his finger aside of his nose, and giving a nod up the chimney he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle, and away they all flew like the down of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim, ere he drove out of sight, Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. It is fun to use our imagination, isn't it? To share stories of wonder and joy with our kids and eventually grandkids. You know, God gave us creative minds to, to develop ways to move people and touch hearts in ways that can be a true blessing. You know, I think of characters like Bible Man and the Veggie Tales. You know, those are fun creations that I have personally seen, used, and worked with, actually, to reach kids and youth of all ages with the gospel. You know, one of my favorite paintings and even sculptures I have seen is where it shows Santa kneeling down at the manger of Jesus praying. You know, we have a gentleman who is a member of our church who is one of Santa's helpers. And he did a live-action recreation of that painting last year on Christmas Eve. And they took a photo and distributed that out on social media. You know, he would tell you firsthand that his main goal as Santa is to spread the joy of the Lord to the kids and families. We, of course, encourage to, uh, you to read the scriptures and, and the gospels about the birth of Jesus, for that is the reason we even have this holiday. We know that. Yes, we can have fun with Santa and all that surrounds the stories about him from over the years. But remember that joy, that joy we are seeking ultimately comes from asking the Lord for his blessings. John 16, 24 says, Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. Just as that painting and sculpture showed Santa, of course, kneeling there at the manger of Jesus, as I mentioned. It is a great way of showing the folk hero of gift-giving how he knows who the true giver of gifts actually is. So for this last podcast of the year, let me offer that gift from the ultimate gift-giver from Jesus, and that is salvation. All you have to do is believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. And that all starts with praying this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me of my sins and cleanse me of all unrighteousness. I want to start following you this Christmas and beyond. Come live in my heart today as I accept you as my Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. You know, if you prayed that prayer for the first time today, then you have received the ultimate gift this Christmas. And I'd ask that you please send us an email to let us know that you did so, and we will send you a little gift to encourage you in, in your new walk. We'd love to do so. And rejoice that you know the true reason for the season this year, because knowing that is the best way to travel through life's beautiful journey. Our podcast, again, is sponsored by Grace Chapel Community Church. And more information can be found about the church at gracechapel.us. Again, that's gracechapel.us. Remember that you can also send me an email directly to pastordougmeacham at yahoo.com. Again, that's pastordougmeacham at yahoo.com. So won't you join us again next season, starting on February 22nd for Season 10 of Life's Beautiful Journey. Thanks again for joining us. God bless and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.